At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The first look at betting next week's games in the NFL. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. You heard it. It is our favorite show of the week. It's the Opening Lines because we get to bloviate for two hours. We get to talk about nothing but the National Football League. We also have action currently underway, so we're going to guide you through the fourth quarter of this Sunday night game. A very quick update. The 14-13 lead right now for the New England Patriots. Human second and six for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, though, on the New England 48-yard line. I'll tell you what, Tom Brady looks like he misses Rob Gronkowski. That offense has yeah, been stuck in the mud all game long. Yeah, they, the Bucs have had trouble moving the ball through the air. He has not been that accurate tonight. Speaking of Brady, he's misfired on some open throws. The offensive mm-hmm. line protection has not been that great. In fact, the one touchdown the Buccaneers did just engineer was mostly on the ground. And uh, Tom Brady held without a TD pass tonight. I'm sure this is not how he scripted his return to Foxborough, but... Uh, the script is not finished yet. We still have about 10 minutes to go. No, but here's two things that stick out to you on this game before we get to the opening lines for next week. One, uh, by the way, they lost another corner in the middle of the game mm-hmm. to injury, so we'll see if that's going to affect them going forward. But the the lack of continuity in the secondary, Bill Belichick sees it, and they're seizing on it. 29 pass attempts for Mac Jones, but only eight rushing attempts for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. And they respond to that touchdown drive by going on their own eight play, or excuse me, seven play, 77-yard drive to take that 14-13 lead. So this has been a pretty... Solid performance for the rookie quarterback for the most part, an ugly game. Uh, but this is what Bill Belichick, I think, wanted to do, just muck it oh, up, slow no it down. Oh, there's no doubt. Yep. You, and you said it the best. This is exactly what Bill Belichick yep. wanted tonight. Uh, I think this game has followed his script, not Tom Brady's script. And by the way, JVT, this is kind of a big game. It's a big game to a lot of people in this sports book and yep. people behind 
the windows. A lot riding tonight on the decision on this football game, and right now it looks like Michael the bookmaker's way. Yep, so we will see if that is going to indeed be the case. So with that, let's look ahead to next week, and we can use that as a, a chance to maybe recap a little bit. But we start with some of the biggest games on the board next week in the National Football League. Week four, already upon us. Saints on the road against the Washington football team. I was just belly aching before we went on the air, so I'll do it one last time in a different sort of way. Washington football team getting by the hair of their chin, huh? Get a big win, 34-30 to over the Atlanta Falcons on a, essentially, walk-off J.D. McKissick touchdown over Atlanta. So now they're going to come back and play host to the New Orleans Saints, who took one on the chin today against the New York Giants. This look-ahead. From Westgate Superbook, New Orleans minus one. We get a reopen here today of a pick with a total of 44. Saints not that impressive today. No. And, uh, you know, a lot of times in the NFL, you take the teams that look the best today and you want to bet, bet against those teams next week. And the Saints have been a, a hot and cold team here early in the season. Now, I don't disagree with this line necessarily. I, th- I think the number is probably right. Uh, I, I don't know what to make of the Saints at this point today. I know a lot of people probably thought the Saints were a safe team to put on a teaser yep. today against the Giants. I actually uh, toyed with the idea of playing the Giants in the contest today. Wish I had. Uh, I did not. I ended up 2-3 uh, and three in the circuit contest today. But uh, I, I think that the Saints are a tough team to uh, get a hold on right now. Jameis Winston, you know, he, he shows the potential to be a, a big play quarterback. He also shows the potential to uh, have really off weeks. Yep. And uh, unfortunately for the Saints, that happened today. Yeah, as I mentioned, uh, at the end of this game there for the Washington football team, it was a 30-yard touchdown reception for J.D. McKissick on a ridiculous play in which <laughs> Tyler Haneke goes left, throws it across the field to the right, and ultimately scores. But here's the thing. <laughs> uh, as you talk about the issues for Washington in a game like this, 25 of 42, 283, four touchdowns, only 6.7 per attempt, but that was Matt Ryan's stat line today. Mm-hmm. That Washington football defense still did not show up today, and it's still going to be an issue for them going forward. So, again, look ahead there was New Orleans 1, now it's a pick. Yeah, you're, I think you're going to see this go Saints minus 1 pick, maybe even a Washington minus 1 pops up during the week, but it's probably going to be pick or Saints minus 1. Yep. So we move on to a very early game, right at my wellhouse, right? 6.30 in the morning kickoff because... We're going to be back in London for the National Football League. Oh, boy. I can't wait. And it's a sexy matchup, too. They give all the good ones to London. New York Jets taking on the Atlanta Falcons. The look ahead between these two is Atlanta minus four. We get the reopen today, three and a half with a total of 44. We mentioned the Atlanta side of things, right, losing today. It's Tyler Hedeke and the Washington football team. The Jets got their first win in overtime today over the Tennessee Titans. Mm -hmm. But if you watched that game, and uh, this was one of the winners. uh, I had a two and three a week as well in the contest. This was also my last man standing. The New York Jets, so I'm still alive there. But the Jets, this was more about taking advantage of the matchup in front of them, and that was the Tennessee Titans. Mm -hmm. The Titans secondary is atrocious, gives up big plays, commits mistakes, took advantage of all those, and they get a win. Here's the thing, though. You get a similar secondary again here in the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Yes, you do. And by the way, I I don't think you're going to see the Jets win too many games this season, but they did get it done today in a spot where a lot of sharp betters liked them. What did the good people of London do to deserve this? <laughs> what are you talking about? They lost the, uh, the Revolutionary War. I think that's why we send over all the Jets, bad games. Jets, Falcons, <laughs> come on. Why do you send garbage over there all the time? Uh, I actually, I wonder if there are going to be some spots where the Jets, like today, are going to be, uh, the number's going to be so inflated where you can't resist. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not sure this number is at the point of three and a half or uh, I can't resist. I think I can resist a play on the Jets here. Yeah, three and a half on a neutral, too, right? Yeah. Like That's the other thing. Today, you're talking about catching a touchdown at home. Uh, catching three on a neutral field across the pond. Big yes, difference. It yes. is quite the difference in a situation like this. So 
We talk about the Jets and the Falcons. Where the Patriots currently right now are in action. Of course, they are up 14 to 13, fourth quarter right now, 8 uh, what, 801 left to go. But now we have a fourth and goal situation. So you'd assume that the Patriots are going to try to stop the Buccaneers from kicking a field goal right now to take a 16 to 14 lead. So let's go to the Sunday night matchup then really quickly because mm-hmm. this is the big one on the board. And this, I, I think, I was talking with Adam Hill today, and this will give you an idea of where this conversation went because we were talking about the Buffalo Bills. I got to tell you, Matt Humans, that was one of the least impressive 40 to nothing wins I have seen in a while for the Buffalo Bills. Well, I, I think the, part, of a, part of the reason is you can just sleepwalk past the Texans at this right. point. With Davis Mills, a quarterback, it's kind of hard to get jacked up to play this team. Uh, to, speaking of the uh, Houston Texans, and I think uh, the fact the Bills won the game 40 to nothing surprised me a little bit. I thought the Texans would show a little bit more life uh, than they did, but it's a, it's a dead football team uh, right now, and I, I, I can't really downgrade the Bills at all for the performance. Yeah, it might have not been the most impressive thing in the world, but still an NFL team on the other side. You won by 40 points, and you had, you had the Chiefs in a look-ahead spot, or the Chiefs on deck. So the Bills did what they had to do. Now they have a big trip to yep. Kansas City. Well, and here's the thing. This is a big test for Buffalo across the board, right? They got the Steelers in week one, but in terms of their defense, this is the four. Think about the four offenses they face up to this point. Pittsburgh, Miami, Washington, and Houston. Sure. This is a massive step up in competition for the Buffalo Bills defense. Chiefs a look-ahead line of four over the Westgate Superbook last week. 56.5 was the total. We're now looking at three with a total of 57. And I, I got to say, like, initial lean here would be to Kansas City slightly, but nothing strong because, again, as we kind of talk about these teams, right, in th- three weeks now, now we're getting into four weeks, the issues that you have shown are going to be your issues this season. This Chiefs defense still is not any good. Wow, Jalen Hurts was getting bombs downfield. They were mm-hmm. scoring left and right. You know, that score was not indicative of how like, competitive that game was here today against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so when we're talking about the Chiefs, the defense is bad. Yep. There's no question about it. Kansas City's got uh, serious problems on the defensive side. But anytime you see the Chiefs as three-point home favorites, uh, doesn't the price look a little bit cheap? Yeah. I know the defense is bad, but you still – Josh Allen is not in Patrick Mahomes' league. And Mahomes no. has made some mistakes this season. There's no question. He's made some dumb throws, uh, some uncharacteristic mistakes. But if you're talking about trading shots – Let's say it's a duel and you got to match a guy shot for shot. Josh Allen cannot keep up with Patrick Mahomes. So that's why I think three might be a little cheap. I think you're going to see three and a half at some point during the week. Yeah, and look, this is the thing with the Chiefs. Uh, offense bounced back in a pretty big way here, and they were still pretty effective throughout the season up to this point, but only one turnover. How about this, though? Nine to ten on third downs, 31 first downs, 471 total mm-hmm. yards, and an average of 58.8 yards per drive for and Kansas City. And you can't get City blown today. away by those numbers yep. either because we saw Monday night the Philadelphia yep. Eagles have a lot of defensive problems too. Uh, the, the Cowboys just moved up and down the field at will on the Eagles, so I kind of figured the Chiefs are going to do the same today in this Buffalo defense uh, on a much higher level. At the same time, like you said, the Bills have faced some pretty weak offenses up to this point, yep. right? Yep. Some yeah. of them, well, so I think their defensive numbers might be a little bit deceiving if you want to look at it that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And so like when I'm looking at Buffalo overall, and you know, and you know, this is the thing that has kind of bothered me a little bit is Josh Allen has looked less than impressive through now four games, even though they're three and one. And they have two blowout like wins mm-hmm. on their side too, right? The thirty five right. to nothing win over Miami, the forty to nothing win here against the Houston Texans. But now as we're right here at this point, Miami doesn't look very good at all. So you can't really read into it. And again here today, Josh Allen, yes, twenty eight twenty nine, two forty eight and two touchdowns, had an interception. Put the ball on the turf again here today. And those little mistakes, bad teams will let you get away with them. Good teams like the Kansas City Chiefs, 
you might not be able to get away with those. Well, issues. you can't give away possessions yep. when you're in a, a game against the Chiefs. Every possession is going to be valuable because they're going to score. The Chiefs are going to score most of the time they have the ball. I, I still think uh, 56 and a half, 57 we're seeing out there. That's a man. That's a high total, but it's probably warranted in a game like this because the KC defense is so bad. Hey, there there are no real shortcomings on that Kansas City offense. I yep. mean, sometimes the Chiefs are going to struggle to run the ball, but uh, I think they can throw it and make big plays almost whenever they want to against anyone. So I, I think this uh, total is probably going to stay in the same neighborhood. I, I still believe the Chiefs, we're going to see three and a half pop up during yep. the week on this game. So the Bills' opponent is um, the Houston Texans. That was this week. They're going to move on to take on the New England Patriots. Again, the Patriots still in action. The field goal was good, so the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a 16-14 to lead. Mac Jones left them too much time. Seven, seven minutes, 50 seconds left on the board for Mac Jones to get something done here. But I would expect... Barring anything dramatic, any dramatic injuries here in the next seven minutes and 50 seconds of game time, I wouldn't be surprised to see the New England Patriots, if they cover, up to like an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against Houston Texans next week. Uh, I, I think if it's Davis Mills. No, I think you're, I yeah. think you're right. But by the way, the Texans with Davis Mills, a quarterback, no. averaging 4.5 points. Yep. So even the Patriots off this emotional game tonight, win or lose, no matter how this turns out, they're going to be more than seven-point favorites at Houston. And actually, I stand corrected because the Westgate did, did update their line before kickoff for Sunday night. They bumped it up to nine and a half with a total of 40. You might Patriots. see 10. <laughs> you, you might, you know, at some point, uh, yeah, the, the Superbook's got nine and a half. Yep. It seems like a, a big number, but you want to guard against the teasers, too, as yep. a bookmaker, right? Because a lot of people are going to want to tease. Everybody wants to bet against the Texans, right? <laughs> you couldn't even cover 18 and a half today? It's such a nightmare. All right, again, we'll keep you up to date on Sunday Night Football. 16-14, less than seven minutes left to go. Let's see what Mac Jones can do against Tampa Bay. We continue to roll on. Back attack. Oh, the Vikings and the Lions. Failed to show up this weekend. They face each other next. How does it go? We'll find out. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Opening Lines with John Zavon Tobel and Matt Humans on VSIN, the sports betting network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Check out that VEASAN free trial that's available to you. You're going to get full access to our sports betting experts. That includes a 24-7 video stream, daily best bet emails, betting splits, all the money and ticket percentages on every game and every sport, and full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. we got an NBA guide coming out soon and an NHL guide as well. Check it out. Everything we have to offer, 22 bucks a month. Sign up now, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Matt Humans, Jonathan Von Tobel, opening lines. So we got some drama cooking up here in Foxborough. The, no the New England Patriots have taken a 17-16 to lead over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers with 434 left to go. Questionable decision-making at the mm. end of that drive. Mac Jones uh, essentially threw it to it was the Devin White just right in his chest on a weird, like, across-his-body throw. Yeah, you don't want to throw late across the middle, yeah. across your body into traffic. He threw it right to Bucks linebacker Devin White, who dropped it. Uh, but So the Patriots get a field goal. They take a 17-16 lead. Too much time on the clock for Tom Brady. Four and a half minutes. He's going to bleed it dry, and then they're going to kick a field goal to win. It's going to be uh, really irritating. Very irritating. So with that, it was an irritating day as well. Uh, but was not on this game, ultimately, by the uh, time it kicked off. Let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings, who took one, uh, NL, to the Cleveland Browns today. 14-7 to was the final score. We talk about this because the Minnesota Vikings will move on to take on the Detroit Lions, who are an absolute no-show against Chicago oh, today. Geez. So they'll, they'll look ahead here. Uh, this is quite the change in this look ahead, right? Westgate uh, was Minnesota minus eight. Now we're at eight and a half with a total of forty-nine. Look, the Vikings have issues along the defense or offensive line. I think you saw that Cleveland exacerbated that quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Some strong pressure on Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has his worst game of the year, but I think it was more about the pressure he was facing as opposed to his decision making and his play. Not sure the Lions can do that, but you're at the point now where we've seen from this Vikings team that you're going to be willing to look at them as an eight and a half point favorite. I'm not going to lay the points. I, I think the Vikings are going to be, once again, a popular teaser play. Who wants to bet the Lions? Right. I mean, I made the mistake playing the Lions in the contest today. Uh, I, I, I've always said, don't bet the Lions. And uh, I was betting against the Bears today. Next thing you know, the Bears are up 21 nothing. How do you fall down 21 nothing to the Bears? Matt Nagy and Justin Fields. Uh, that's a team that, that's an offense at 47 total yards a week ago. Uh, it's kind of like the Lions or who we thought they were. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're a bad team. They're going to fall behind in games, and then Jared Goff's going to pass for a lot of yards, and they're going to try to get in the back door. Yep. So if you're laying eight, eight and a half here, you have to be concerned with the Lions getting in the back door. I think the Vikings are still a pretty good football team. You're right. The offensive line didn't play well. Kirk Cousins had an off game today. They had a shot late. Uh, a couple calls didn't go their way, but hey, uh, nothing about this number is surprising. Uh, you've you've got to make the Lions more than a touchdown dog. You're not going to make it 10. 
Eight and a half is a good place to sit. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins, and this is one where you can see this offense maybe thrive a little bit more. Uh, the portfolio for Kirk, uh, Kirk Cousins up to this point, low average depth of target, athletes, yards after catch, things like that. And today, only 5.3 yards per attempt, 203 yards on 38 attempts. Uh, the Lions secondary is going to offer that a little bit more to him uh, and this uh, Minnesota Vikings offense in that contest. So we go from there to the Lions opposition today. That was the Chicago Bears. Now, we're, we haven't seen the Raiders yet, uh, so we're going to see them tomorrow night against the Los Angeles Chargers. But as far as the Chicago Bears are concerned, I thought today was more a symptom of the opponent that they faced as opposed to anything that really went well. Justin Fields, I think, was a little less than impressive, although numbers stick out a little bit, right? 11-17, 209, 12.3 per attempt. Had some big plays downfield. Showed his mobility a lot in terms of escaping pressure that the Lions sent in. I'm also turned the ball over on an interception. If you saw the line right now, Chicago against the uh, Las Vegas Raiders on the road, this is down to 4.5 with a total of 45.5 after opening up 7. Pretty interesting. And given what we haven't, again, we haven't seen the Raiders yet, but a three-point bump because what exactly? The Raiders I'm still, not sure. You know? That, that was more of a move than I anticipated. Maybe 7 was just too high a number initially. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what you could argue, I guess. Uh, I, I thought when I saw the Bears as seven-point dogs at the Raiders, I said, ah, I think the, the right number in that game is probably like six. And, and we so, should know, huh? that on the look-ahead line, the Westgate did move off of the seven. They did go to six right. and a half. That was their initial move, but it's not like it kept moving from there. Right. The look-ahead line sometimes can be uh, a little bit off, and mm-hmm. obviously I think this one was too high at seven. I was talking with Scott Kellen about this on our Friday show, and you weren't there Friday, but uh, you were working Sorry. on the NBA betting guide. Sorry. That's okay. I can't wait to see the NBA betting. I think we did a good job. The um, the Bears are interesting here because which quarterback gives them a better chance to win? If you're betting against the Bears, do you feel better if it's Andy Dalton quarterback or Justin Fields? So Scott and I were talking about this Friday. I said, I probably feel a little bit better if it's Dalton the quarterback if I'm betting against the Bears because he's so immobile and behind that bad offensive line, it's going to be easy to trap him in that pocket. Mm-hmm. Justin Fields can at least run out and maybe make some plays. He might be able to bust a couple plays open because of his mobility, and we kind of saw that today against the Lions. He was not that good today, but he was good enough against the Lions. Uh, As far as this game goes against the Raiders, I think it's tough to handicap it right now until we see the Raiders play on Monday night. Uh, But I I think the right line here is probably somewhere around four and a half or five. Raiders uh, may be around five-point home favorites. And here's the thing with this line move, too. Remember today... The Chicago Bears lost David Montgomery to a knee injury. Hyper-extended. And that's actually a big loss. It is, and it's a hyperextended knee. The good news is that it doesn't sound like it's going to be for a long time, mm-hmm. but it does sound like it's going to be for a good time, so it doesn't look like he's going to be out there maybe next week. And defensive tackle Keem Hicks left with a groin injury too. Mm-hmm. Those are two key players there for the Chicago Bears that might not be playing next week against the Las Vegas Raiders, and yet the number moves the three points off the look-ahead. But to your point, right, look-ahead lines aren't exactly perfect. All right, let's go to a matchup now uh, that – it's pretty intriguing, even though the results for these two teams weren't really great this week. That would be the Eagles on the road against Carolina Panthers. One thing that you and I talked about on the show, wrote about it in Point Spread Weekly, uh, the time was coming for the Carolina Panthers. If they were going to get tested and probably going to fail that test, well, they failed today against the Dallas Cowboys. The bad offensive <clears throat> line showed up, bad Sam Darnold showed up, mm-hmm. and the relatively decent Cowboys actually showed up. So now Carolina gets to play host to Philadelphia. The spreads four here with a total of 46, and very quietly, humans, you saw the losses in the secondary, right? They go to get C.J. Henderson for a reason. J.C. Horn's not out there anymore. You give up some big plays. Dallas has some really good receivers. But the Eagles are coming off of a pretty good outcome in terms of at least what their offensive output was. Yeah, the Eagles can move the ball offensively, but their defense stinks yep. uh, right now, and that's that's a big problem. 
This is a must-win game for the Panthers. If you're talking about making a run in this division or possibly being a playoff team, you have to beat teams like the Eagles at home, and especially if you want to help me win this Panthers win total over 7.5. You can't, <laughs> Which is the most important thing. Yeah, that's right. You can't afford to lose games like this. Uh, I think it's tough to make the Panthers anything more than four-point favorites yeah. in this spot. And in fact, if uh, you, you put this number up around 4.5 or 5, I might actually look at the Eagles. It's a big difference without Christian McCaffrey in the backfield. And it's not a great offensive line in front of Sam Darnold. I think eventually defenses are going to figure out this kind of simplistic offense that the Panthers are getting by with here in the first month. Yeah, Joe Brady's done a really good job of offsetting like those issues along the offensive line with quick passes, three-step yeah. drops, all of those things. But when you see him take anything five to seven, man, that pressure was overwhelming for him today. He actually got you know he was in the medical tent at one point today, Sam Darnold, because he was getting hit so much. Well, a so. couple things too. The Cowboys have so many weapons yep. offensively. I'm starting to become a believer in the Cowboys. You I know think what? A lot, huh? You know what? Me too, kind of. <laughs> I, I hate to say it. It's kind of like a, a dirty little secret. Yeah. I'm starting to believe in the Cowboys. I hate to say it out loud. Yep. But the Cowboys defense has definitely improved too. Yep. yep. Oh yeah. Well, Michael Parsons is a, is a really good yeah. piece on the edge, and he's thrived uh, very well. Sixty-seven. Remember the stat off the top of my head, 67 to 66 defensive snaps. Michael Parsons is on the field today yeah. for the Dallas Cowboys. Done a great job. All right, we By move the way, on. the Buccaneers yeah. just picked up a big first down. It was a third down conversion, and Brady had time to throw. Shocking. Antonio Brown gets open in the flat, and they pick up the first down conversion. And that's big because the, uh, the Patriots have their timeouts left, and we're at 240 on the clock, and you have the two-minute warning. Uh, so obviously – if you're the Bucs, you, you need the pass to burn those timeouts. You don't want to give the ball back to Mac Jones with too much time left. They were going to have to, speaking of the Bucs, go for it on fourth down there if they didn't pick it up. Yep, can't leave Mac yeah. Jones too much time. He's a wizard. All right, well, next I up. I'll tell you what, the, the way this Bucks defense is playing, yeah. I don't care who the quarterback is, you can't, you can't leave him too much time on the other side. Yeah. So um, now we have another NFC East matchup to discuss. Giants on the road against the Dallas Cowboys. You mentioned it, kind of believing here in Dallas. Uh, market? Um, a little bit as well. So the look ahead here was Dallas minus eight and a half. Forty nine and a half was the total. We get it reopened at seven, but it immediately goes to Dallas minus seven and a half. That's where we stand now. Ooh, man, big not, number. Right. And not a surprise too to see the total go from forty nine and a half to fifty and a half. That was the look ahead total of what it opened up at. So this is where we stand right now. Cowboys seven and a half with a total of fifty and a half. And I gotta tell you, this is the one thing. The Cowboys look good today, but a lot of it had to do with the weaknesses for Carolina and that offense is really mm -hmm. good for Dallas. The defense still has a lot of issues. The second touchdown drive for Carolina, they faced a third and 12 and a third and 11, allowed them to convert it both times. Yeah. Short yardage situations, they were out-schemed quite a bit. There are going to be some opportunities here for other offenses. And don't look now, but Daniel Jones is quietly not awful. No, I don't, I've never right. thought Daniel Jones was awful. A lot of people love to rip these young quarterbacks. You've got to give them time to mm -hmm. mature. Now, there have been times where he's looked awful. Yes. But you can see the talent in Daniel Jones. I think one of the problems uh, has been that he's – Got Jason Garrett as an offensive coordinator, and uh, the Giants' offensive plan has not been. Uh, boy, that was just uh, not a smart play by the Patriots. Yeah, right that was there. weird. Or by the, but I keep saying Patriots. That's Tom Brady uh, with the Bucks against right. the Patriots. <laughs> they threw deep on uh, second and eight, and he threw the ball out of bounds. Well, before that, the two minute warning, too. Yeah, that's the other thing. Before the two minute warning, it helps the Patriots conserve a timeout, and it's just a wasted play. It's just a. It's kind of uh, strange to see Tom Brady make that throw. Man, that was just uh, not a very intelligent uh, play by the Buccaneers. No, wow. it was not. Well, we continue to sweat this out. Uh, speaking of sweating, a lot of people, there are a lot of people riding a certain team in that circus survivor. Let's discuss football contests and how the book did with Jeff Benson on the other side.
This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com. Check out those betting splits. It's a new feature. It's going to give you the insights on where the money and bets are moving for every single game. Betting splits, another way vcin here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check it out, vcin.com. All right, we've got some drama unfolding here. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, after some questionable play calling, uh, when they take two shots into the end zone before the two-minute warning uh, to set up a field goal right at the gun. So we are just after the two-minute warning. It is 19-17. Ryan Suckup just gets it inside the uprights. So Mac Jones is going to have a minute, 57 seconds, and a timeout to get this team downfield. And all he needs is a field goal to win this game and ruin Tom Brady's homecoming. So yeah, with a that, couple things here yeah. with that. Um, why were the why were the Buccaneers throwing deep into the end zone with more than two minutes left? You don't really don't want to score a touchdown that early, even right. if you hit it. You're going to leave too much time on the clock for the Patriots, and just really not uh, smart, or efficient play calling by by the uh, Buccaneers there on second and third down before they kicked the field goal. But tell you what, uh, now Mac Jones has got a chance to make a statement. Right, this could be huge. Uh, this could be a launching point of his career if he can drive down and beat Tom Brady with a field goal at the buzzer in Foxborough tonight. So high drama here in the last 157. Bill Belichick would never be taking shots in the end zone in that situation. It's just not a smart thing to do. Pick up the first down. Take what the defense gives you. A smart thing to do, though, is to pick the brain of Jeff Benson, who's with us now, the big man, the head honcho, the big cheese, the whole enchilada at Circus Sportsbook. Jeff, thank you for the time. As always, appreciate it. So let's just start with this result. Uh, what is Circa rooting on here? What's the book rooting on in terms of a result between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New England Patriots? Because it does seem like there's a lot of people sitting behind me right now cheering for the uh, the road side. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Buccaneers uh, on the money line and on the spread, uh, certainly a very popular public play uh, here at Circa Sports. Uh, and I would assume most sports books uh, in the country. Uh, obviously, a you know, a uh, Matt Jones driving the uh, Patriots down, uh, winning at the buzzer here would be a great result uh, for us. Uh, even if they are able to uh, cover the spread, that would certainly lessen, um, you know, a, a way worse result um, than if the Buccaneers can cover the spread, which it uh, certainly doesn't look like uh, up to this point. But uh, like I said, obviously, Patriots outright uh, would kill a lot of those parlays and teasers wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be uh, with uh, the Jets beating the Titans and obviously the Giants coming back and winning uh, in New Orleans uh, in overtime. Uh, but like I said, rooting for uh, for Mac Jones and the Patriots here uh, as our most sportsbooks managers uh, late uh, with a lot of liability uh, going into the Sunday night football game. Jeff Benson, sportsbook operations manager here at Circa with us. One thirty-three to go. We have a procedure penalty here, false start on the Patriots, and uh, they're going to be going back five yards. But they only need a field goal to win it, and uh, we've got one timeout left out near midfield. All right, Jeff, uh, let's take a quick look ahead to uh, week five in the NFL. Next Sunday night, another really big game, which uh, the Sunday night schedule's been great, so no surprise. How about the Bills? Off a uh, 40 to nothing win today, they go on the road to face the Chiefs. And uh, Kansas City obviously has some defensive problems here. But, Jeff, you don't see the Chiefs as cheap as three-point home favorites too often. Uh, but that's the price right now at Circa. Total of 56 next week for uh, Buffalo, Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, I was a little surprised to see this number only a field goal. Um, seems a little cheap in my opinion. But, uh, obviously, Buffalo has certainly come along um, after their you know poor week one performance. Uh, and they have certainly looked the part uh, here the last couple of weeks. 
Uh, we opened three flat on both sides. You know, the first bet we took uh, was on the Bills plus three. Uh, so we've moved to minus 115. Uh, a little surprised to see, uh, you know, support uh, for the Bills at that number. Um, and then, you know, also surprising, uh, the first bet we took on the total was under. So uh, open 57, uh, sitting at 56 now. Uh, obviously, two high-flying offenses. Uh, you know, the Buffalo defense is much better than the Kansas City defense. Uh, they have certainly struggled with injuries, uh, and even today, uh, you know, the Eagles were certainly able to move the ball. So certainly a little bit interesting to, to see them bet the total down this early, uh, but going to be a great uh, Sunday night football matchup uh, between probably the two best teams in the AFC uh, power rating-wise. So let you know if you're watching right now, too, by the way, that the Buffalo Bills' uh, Matt Milano did leave with a hamstring injury against Houston. So one of their better pass rushers in that linebacking core will see if he'll be available against Kansas City. And it's a shaky offensive line, so you think you'd want Milano out there. Jeff Benson with us. All right, Jeff, uh, you know, I'm curious. So uh, the, uh, uh, one of the ugly sides that I was on today was the New York Jets, and they got there. You mentioned that. But I, I want to talk about the Tennessee Titans moving forward here because I think it's kind of clear that the Titans one of the more overvalued teams heading into the season. But they're getting the Jacksonville Jaguars next week. Is the public going to look aside and just be like, no, nah, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars, but we've seen kind of a shift on this look-ahead line. We saw some spots open 7.5 last week. Now we're down to 3.5. Uh, what say you about this contest and where you expect this to end up? Yeah, it was kind of interesting uh, for us, actually. Uh, the Jets winning today was one of our worst results, uh, which is you know pretty surprising uh, given how poor that they've looked this year. Uh, I was you know I was somebody who took plus seven early in the week. You know the Titans are so top heavy, um, and obviously you know they were able to run the ball with Derrick Henry, but you know without AJ Brown, uh, without Julio Jones, they're such a top heavy team between the, you know those three guys, and then obviously with Tannehill behind center, so. Certainly interesting um, to see the difference uh, between the number um, and what it came out this week after looking at the look ahead. Uh, this was really kind of our only shade. Uh, Chris Bennett went up with minus four. Uh, he believes, uh, you know, three and a half was a little bit short and it was a little bit of an overreaction. Um, so we, we have uh, uh, four up right now. Uh, it'll be interesting to see which way the market bets that. Um, but when you look at the you know week five and the opening lines, you know obviously we open here at the halftime of the Sunday night football game, and a lot of the interest has been on the totals. Uh, when you look at uh, some of the total play early, uh, we've definitely seen uh, a couple of the totals tick up either a half point uh, or a point. Um, so that's uh, certainly been good from uh, you know a better's perspective in terms of getting in early as uh, the totals have uh, gone up a little bit. We got a fourth and three here. It's a 56 yard he attempt. No, it's oh, no, the, he doesn't. Off the so. upright. I thought that was going to be in. 56 yard attempt by Nick Falk. No good. I'm surprised. They didn't go and for Jeff, it. And Jeff, I want to no. get uh, your thoughts on this. I thought Belichick was going to go for it on fourth and three there instead of trying the 56 yard field goal. What did you think? Uh, that that surprised me a little bit. Yeah, especially with uh, you know a downpour. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know they're in their home stadium. He's got to know the range there. Um, you know he had he had enough leg, just pulled it a little bit left and off the bar, and uh, looks like Tampa Bay is going to uh, ultimately escape with a victory here. Wow. JBT, plenty of leg. Uh, Nick Folk got it there. Nice. It just hits the uh, hits the left upright, and the Buccaneers are going to escape with a nineteen seventeen win. I, I I still think uh, I, I would have gone for it there on fourth and three. Anyway, yeah. let's talk about Nick the Folk. Uh, no Adam Vinatieri, that is for sure. That was, actually, it was a pretty good kick in the rain, <laughs> right? In the rain like that, that with the way the rain's it. coming down, fifty-six yards. Uh, I, I'm just I would have gone for it on fourth and three, but who am I to second guess? 
Bill Belichick. Je- Jeff, uh, humans mentioned the contest, so let's go there. Uh, because we did see some relatively uh, hardy upsets this weekend, right? The Saints go down to the New York Giants, Tennessee Titans, as we just talked about, lose to the New York Jets. Uh, in terms of Survivor, how did that work out? Uh, were they popular selections, those two teams? Yes, uh, obviously there was uh, you know 100-plus people on the Titans and a little over 400 people uh, on the Saints. Uh, so certainly, uh, you know, quite uh, the exodus uh, from those folks there. Uh, the two most popular teams uh, were obviously the Buffalo Bills, who were almost a third of the pool. Um, and then almost uh, additionally, uh, the other third of the pool uh, would have been the Bengals on Thursday night. So uh, Bengals backers uh, certainly escaped and are lucky to move uh, on to the next week. And then obviously the Bills looked good. But, you know, the Bills play on Thanksgiving. You know, there may be some uh, better spots to use Bill- the-, the Bills down the road. Uh, I think a lot of the game theory and strategy when you're looking at the Survivor Contest uh, is the future value of these teams. Obviously, uh, with Christmas and Thanksgiving as a, you know key components uh, of the contest, and then obviously an extra week in the regular season, um, you know, there's really only going to be 12 teams that you don't use throughout the year. So, you know, to blow you know one of the uh, you know best teams in the AFC, um, Albert, you know, being a huge favorite at home. Not sure it was the best spot, but you know we we saw one third of the uh, the pool uh, use the bills, and they were able to comfortably get through uh, to next week. Thirty three entrants, Matt Humans, at least breathing a sigh of relief with Nick Foles sailing to the left uh, had the Buccaneers. Wow, their survivor pick. Wow. Today. How about that ending, uh, Jeff? One more game I want to ask you about here in NFL Week Five. Are you becoming a believer, or have you been a believer in the Dallas Cowboys? The Giants get a big win today in New Orleans, and the Giants now catching seven and a half at Dallas in Week Five. Yeah, I was uh, I was actually on Dallas this week. I was surprised uh, that the you know the market bet back the Panthers. Obviously, they were coming off you know ten days you know extra time to prepare. Um, but in my opinion, the Panthers hadn't really beat you know that you know high quality caliber of opponent. So um, you know I think uh, obviously uh, the Cowboys have looked really really good this year. They definitely could have beat the Buccaneers in, in Week One. Um, and I'm certainly a believer in them. Obviously, Dak's playing at you know an MVP level he was before the injury. It's surprising to me um, that maybe this number's what it is. Obviously, uh, you know I think it could run a little bit um, when you when you look at you know the Cowboys versus the Saints. Uh, you know I would think that the Cowboys would probably be closer to a three point favorite on a neutral. Um, so it's surprising to see this line only at seven and a half, in my opinion. Jeff Benson, Jeffrey Benson, 12 up on Twitter. Jeff, always good to talk to you, man. Thanks a lot for the time. You guys have a great rest of the night. Yep, you got it, man. You too. You know who, uh, I don't know if I believe in him, but maybe I should start to. Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals look pretty damn good. Let's talk about them when we come back. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Opening Lines with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. All right, last couple of minutes here in the first hour, second hour, a lot of college football, pretty good schedule. Iowa, will they finally get tested against Penn State? We'll answer those questions and more about college football in the next hour. But we wrap up the lines we have not looked ahead to yet, Matt Humans. Let's start with Arizona taking on San Francisco. Now, there's a big question here because the San Francisco 49ers at halftime lost Jimmy Garoppolo to a calf injury. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Every single one of these rookie quarterbacks, the social media calls for him every time. Got to start him. Got to start him. And yet, when they hit the field, you don't really get that much. Trey Lance today, <laughs> 9 of 18, 157 yards, two touchdowns, a little misleading. One of them was an absolute broken play. 28 to 21, the final score. And Arizona, a really strong performance today against the Los Angeles Rams. Wow. Mistakes are plenty <laughs> for L.A., but Kyler Murray is impossible. If you don't contain him, he's going to run, extend plays, find guys downfield. He did just that. Was brilliant today. 24-32, 268, two touchdowns, 8.4 per attempt, added 39 on the ground with his legs. Cardinals up to a four-point favorite with a total of 53 and a half. Yeah, watching that game today, I, I reflected on a couple of years ago when Cliff Kingsbury got the job in Arizona. Okay. And there was a lot of debate. Is Josh Rosen the quarterback of the future? Or the Rosen they, one. Or will uh, Kyler Murray be the top draft pick? And Cliff Kingsbury made the right call. There's no question about that. Josh Rosen right now. Debatable. Um, <laughs> I know you love Josh Rosen, <laughs> who I've called the uh, poor man's Jay Cutler. That's but uh, he's a very poor man's Jay Cutler. The thing is, uh, Kyler Murray's kind of the future. You know, a mobile mm-hmm. quarterback who can get out and cause defenses. Think about defensive coordinators trying to scheme for this guy. It's very hard because you can't contain him. He's so fast. Well, he's the, one of the fastest players in the league. You know huh? what the problem is with him, too? Like, yeah. not the problem, but like the problem for other defenses is. There's mobile quarterbacks that are Jalen Hurts. He'll be looking to run, or anybody like yeah. if the play breaks down, it's like let's extend this play, let's go run. The annoying thing about Kyler Murray is the second he breaks contain, 
He's extending plays to look downfield to throw. He like, can, that's the biggest yeah. difference. And he with can Murray. throw it 45 yards on a rope. With the flick of a wrist. Yeah. Yep, he's insane. So, uh, Cliff Kingsbury, give the guy some credit for making the right call because when he got hired as Cardinals coach, there were a lot of old school NFL guys who ripped that higher. Yep. A lot of them, right? What did he ever do? He didn't pay his dues. What did he deserve to be an NFL head coach? Well, he that had quarterback's the not six foot four uh, to make Kyler doing? Murray a five foot ten kid his uh, his starting quarterback. Look what this Arizona offense is doing. You're putting speed receivers around him. I'm really impressed with this Cardinals team. I, I like the Cardinals a little bit coming into the season, but the more you watch, me, you think, how do you defend this team? Seriously. Uh, so. It's going to be interesting here if Trey Lance gets his first start because that's why I anticipate right now. Right, Kyle Shanahan's been waiting for the door to open to make the quarterback change, and I think the door is wide open right now. Trey Lance is probably going to make his debut as a starter in this game. And uh, does that, in your mind, impact the point spread at all? Because I'm not sure what it does to the number. I think Arizona's got to be four or four and a half, no matter who starts a quarterback for the Niners. Yeah, I, um, I, do, I still think Jimmy Garoppolo right now is a better quarterback option. I, I would think that there's, I, I would say, like about a two-point difference between the two, maybe one and a half. Because I think when you look at Trey Lance, there, there's a reason why Jimmy Garoppolo was a starter coming into this year. He saw the struggles in the preseason. You saw a couple struggles here in this game when he had to come in in relief mm-hmm. of Jimmy Garoppolo holding onto the ball a little bit too long, somewhat inaccurate with some of the throw. He had one throw where he was lucky it was such a terrible pass because the read he made was going to be intercepted. Sure. So like there's there's things that I think he really needs to improve on. So I would say Jimmy Garoppolo from a point, point spread perspective is still worth something. Uh, but after this, we're talking about a big, like, uh, this is a bump of, this was pick. Now we're up to four, four and a half. And I agree with it. Because yeah. if it were three or anything less than three, I'd be, I'd be playing the Cardinals right now. No yeah. doubt about it. Because so there's two things that factor in, right? It's got to be more than a field goal. It's, it's a strong win over the L.A. Rams, and it's the quarterback injury for San Francisco. I don't think this one number is just, hey, no Jimmy Garoppolo. It, the power rating has improved in Arizona as well, I believe. Power ratings bumped up on Arizona. At the same time, I think it's been downgraded a little bit for yep. the 49ers. And, um... Yeah, I don't think you can expect Trey Lance to go in there and play really well, but Jimmy G was having his issues too. I, I think the Niners got yeah. a lot of problems at the quarterback position no matter who plays right now because I also think Garoppolo, aside from uh, the physical part of it, I think mentally he's kind of looking over his shoulder and second-guessing everything because he knows his coach is looking for a chance to bench him. Yeah. Well, you know, one guy who was always looking over his shoulder and didn't work out very well because he mentally collapsed last season, that was Carson Wentz. But this season, it's a brand new situation. <laughs> and the Indianapolis Colts are finally on the board in terms of a W. We're going to talk about record. something here real quick. Huh. Colts-Dolphins, we talked about this on the show last week and throughout the week. Yeah. Did that line just smell or what? It yeah. stinked. Yep. It was a fishy line. It stinked. The Dolphins being one-and-a-half-point home favorites over the Colts, who had Quentin Nelson on the sideline, seven starters missing practice, quarterbacks all banged up. Why was that number only one-and-a-half? A lot of people thought it should have been a full three. Well... That's why uh, we talk about fishy lines. Hey, well, we're going to talk about the, the Dolphins side, but just to that point, Dolphins have a lot of problems on offense. A lot of problems. An offensive line that is bad and very poor quarterback play. But Indianapolis, after getting a win on the road against Miami, will now hit the road to take on Baltimore. And so I wasn't involved in the Baltimore-Denver game, but I kind of I was a little tepid in the market like, hey, man, Baltimore on the road. Let's go. Broncos are, <laughs> Broncos are phony. And uh-huh. my thought was, yeah, are the Ravens, though, the team to really expose that? Baltimore gets a really strong win. This defense holds down Teddy Bridgewater and the Broncos, but Teddy Bridgewater gets hurt in the first half, yeah, so yeah. who knows what would happen in the second half. Certainly helped the Ravens. Yes. And I, I had the Ravens say it certainly helped that Teddy B got knocked out. So what do you do with Baltimore here? Seven-point favorite on Monday night at home against the Indianapolis Colts. See Wentz in prime time, baby.
Seven, uh, seven and a half, still a big number for me. You don't, you know, I don't like to lay those numbers in the NFL, but yep. I, I believe that this number, I think the right number here, and it, it probably wouldn't move all week, is just seven. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a decent amount of play on the Colts at plus seven, and you're going to get a lot of teaser play on the Ravens. You knock that down to minus one, and we talk about teasers a lot because they're played so frequently, even by sharp betters in the NFL. Yep. Uh, and when you when you see a seven, seven and a half, eight point favorite like this. Uh, especially a home team like the Ravens on Monday night, that's going to be a, that's going to be a big teaser game. I, I the Ravens are still solid, man. Lamar Jackson uh, can he can make something out of nothing. He's got he's got pretty good weapons around him. Their offensive line solid. Defensively, I think they cover pretty well in the secondary. All the numbers are not going to reflect that right now, but I think Baltimore is still a really solid football team on both sides of the ball. I'm glad you sparked my memory. That is worth updating. Alejandro Villanueva, offensive mm-hmm. lineman. Uh, knocked out of that game against the Denver Broncos. So we'll see if that's going to be a case. Because remember, this is still a pretty poor Baltimore pass-blocking offensive line. And Villanueva is not going to be available. Another blow for a a weakness. Doesn't it seem like there are a lot of weak offensive lines around the NFL? Hell yeah, man. There's a lot. We're talking about that about a lot of teams. Well, speaking of the the next one, right? Miami. We just talked about how bad this offense Mm is. Uh, Coming into this week, 31st in yards per play. Right, and today against Indianapolis, just four point one yards per play. So that's going to get a little bit worse for Miami in terms of what they do statistically. And now they get the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And look, the Bucs didn't show out very strongly here against New England, but there is a strength against the week this year that is going to be exploited, okay. and that is that offensive line against that front seven. Even if Jason Pierre, uh, Pierre Paul ends up not being healthy yet, this is an interior pass rush that is going to kill whoever is lining up at quarterback behind that offensive line. And I think the Bucs, after that frustrating offensive performance tonight, are going to be itching to break loose. You saw what they did against the Falcons in their last home game. I would expect the Bucs to put up a pretty big number on this game against the, uh, against the Dolphins. So I'm seeing a 10 out there right now in this game. Yep. I, I think you're going to see 10s throughout the week uh, with Tampa Bay favorite at home against Miami. Uh, and here's the um, – when you look at it, too, we don't have an update. In, wait, two is on injured reserve, correct? Yeah, yes, okay, so he's right not going to be back. back. It's okay, going right. to be Jacoby Thank Brissett. You. All right, with that, we move on to the next contest here. Browns on the road against the Chargers. We haven't seen the Chargers yet. Cleveland, though, i got to tell you, I thought this offense was going to be better than what we've seen. And look, Minnesota had guys back. They weren't healthy last week, right? Mm-hmm. They're starting to get guys back and healthy and in the fold, and this was not the same defense that took the field last year, so they're going to be better. But Baker Mayfield has not been strong this year up to this point, came into today with a two-touchdown, two-interception ratio. The offensive line lost a uh, really big piece today. I think it was why Teller went down. So how do you handle Cleveland, who's going to be taking on L.A.? We haven't seen the Chargers yet, but Cleveland, I think, has been kind of disappointing. Well, despite a 3-1 start, I should know. One reason I bet against the Browns yep. uh, this week is uh, I, I thought they had been a little bit disappointing. I thought they were again today. And uh, if you looked at their last two home games, they played the Texans and the Bears. And a lot of people, were, I thought, were making too much of, of uh, the Browns uh, going into the Vikings game. But again, defensively, they're solid, especially on the defensive front. They're going to be able to run the ball. they got... Was it number one or number two rush offense mm-hmm. in the league? And uh, I'm still not. I still don't look at Baker Mayfield as a dynamic quarterback, a guy who's going to make a lot of plays to win you games. I don't like Odell Beckham Jr. So I think the Browns have got some flaws. Um, that said, the uh, the Vikings are a pretty good defensive team when they're fully healthy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do think the Vikings defense has been underrated by a lot of people. When we look at this uh, next game, uh, talking about Cleveland. I think the Chargers. I think the Chargers should actually be slight home favorites, but I'm okay if it's Pickham or even Browns minus one because I'll look to play the Chargers in this game. Really quickly, it was uh, it was not Wyatt Teller. It was Jedrick Wills uh, who went down. Their left tackle, so that's okay. a pretty big blow, <laughs> especially when you're lining up across from a pass rusher like Joey Bosa. 
Uh, next up, obviously. Yeah. So that's the last game I think we can hit here yeah, before the break, isn't it? But when you're talking about a game like the Browns Chargers, I think I would play the Chargers plus one, or maybe even the Chargers on a teaser right, uh, now. right now. You know, plus seven, or play a six and a half point teaser where you knock it up to seven and a half. The um, I think the Chargers the should right number here. I think they should be the favorites in this game. Yeah, I, I would agree with that, and I would expect them to be the favorite by the time we reach kickoff. All the way about this time next week, a little bit earlier. Okay. And if Justin Herberts gets knocked out Monday night, ah, forget that bet. But uh, that's that's a tricky thing about betting a team before you see him play on Monday night. You never know what injuries might happen. But I, I do believe the Chargers will close as favorites. In this top 10 team has one of the worst offenses in the country. We'll tell you who it is when we come back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.